Good evening, everybody. It's time to begin our service this evening. Tonight we'll have one song, and then I'm assuming Chris has our announcements. Two more songs, and then Derek Knapp has our devotional this evening. Our first song is number 870. 870, I'm happy today. I'm happy today, oh yes, I'm happy today, in Jesus Christ, I'm happy today, because he's taken all my sins away, and that's why I'm happy today, I'm singing today, oh yes, I'm singing today, in Jesus Christ, I'm singing today, because he's taken Good evening. Uh, so this Sunday is our teacher appreciation lunch. Uh, it's also going to be Sunday for the Savior. So invite your teacher friends uh, as well as before services on Sunday evening. We'll be having a short devotional for our preschool and elementary group. We call it Sunday for the Savior. Uh, Wednesday, May 4th, that's this coming Wednesday, next Wednesday, will be our Stepping Stones dinner. Smoked turkey is on the menu, as well as John Galloway will be here, and he'll, he'll meet with our Scotland group. So if you're planning on going to Scotland with us, uh, he'll be in the, in the Scotland meeting. Uh, we'll be during Stepping Stones. But he'll be teaching uh, the Bible class that afternoon, that evening, as well as offering the invitation. So you'll get to hear a little bit about his work and get to meet him if you haven't seen him in a while. It'll be good to have him here. Saturday, May 7th, is Hope and Austin's uh, bridal shower. This uh, Austin is uh, Jeff and Jackie Hutchison's son. He hasn't been here in a couple of years. He's been off to college, but they're getting married uh, fairly soon, and they are registered at Target. So be aware of that. When you go to Target, uh, they don't live in Ohio. They live in Kentucky, so be aware of, of the distinction there when you start searching for their names. You have to search under Kentucky. Uh, May 8th, that's Sunday, the Naps will be hosting the Teen Devo at their house, so be aware of that. Uh, May 13th and 14th, it's a Friday and Saturday, uh, there will be a men's retreat at Fort Hill, uh, so that'll be really fun. Uh, the schedule looks awesome. We've got some of the speakers uh, on the uh, schedule out in, outside of our offices, I think, but the cost is $50, and it's for all ages of men, so that'll be fun. VBS is coming up. It's June 5th through the 9th. Uh, we've got lots of preparations for that going on. We're still looking for several volunteers, so if you can help with that, see the bulletin board 
uh, out there or see Dave uh, Sunday. Or you can talk to me tonight if you want to. Uh, Fort Hill, uh, our camp week is coming up as well. It's July 3rd through the 9th. I uh, need to sign up by May 15th. That's just a couple of days away. We're almost already into May, so May 15th is coming up. But if you want to go to Fort Hill, make sure you sign up by May 15th so you can get the full discount. Uh, we're still accepting uh, WeShine applications for th- uh, three- and four-year-olds. If you've got some questions there, know a three- or four-year-old that would benefit from that, uh, see Connie. We're also looking for some volunteers to cut grass, and if you can help with that, the sign sheet's on the bulletin board in the foyer. Dave had his surgery yesterday. Everything went well. He's at home recovering right now. Uh, Roger Pryor, of course, is still struggling with stage three kidney failure. So remember him as well as Jennifer Baker. Uh, she got to have her um, chemo today. So that's uh, or yesterday, and that's good news uh, for her as the tumors continue to shrink. Uh, continue to remember Jim Haney. I think he's still getting some updates on his on his condition there with his multiple myeloma. Uh, Darren Baker, he's, he's got smoldering myeloma, so just be aware of, of his condition there. So he monitors that. Charlie Boso, uh, st- struggling, just uh, continue to remember him and Miss Alice. Uh, Sarah Smithers, this is Tony Blake's sister, having some knee problems, so remember her, as well as Caroline. Uh, Jerry and Nora Fry's granddaughter still got some um, fallout from her um, eye injury, so be aware of that. She's uh, still struggling pretty, pretty hard with that as well as Babe Jones. Some of you are, are aware of Babe and um, have loved her for so many years. She's not doing very well right now, so just be in prayer for her and, and family there. That's all the announcements I have tonight. Um, nobody has anything else. We'll enter into worship with a prayer. Father, we're grateful for your love for us. We're grateful for this opportunity we have to enter into your throne and worship, Father. We pray that our hearts will be lifted up towards you, that uh, our minds will be focused on you, Father, as we extol you for your, your grandeur and your beauty and your majesty, Father. Help us to, to put you before everything else, Father. Help us to, to love you more than anything else. We pray that as we open up your word tonight in our study time, that uh, you'll, you'll open up our hearts and our minds so that we can understand what you want us to, to hear and understand from your word Help us to be students every word, continually growing, looking for opportunities to teach other people, Father, about uh, your grace and your love for them. Give us open doors to teach the truth. Help us to, to be bold as we go about that endeavor, Father. Thank you for Jesus and what he means to us, for the hope and the redemption that we find inside of him. We ask all these things in his name. Amen. No coffee at all. I Chris, every time I'm sitting up here and you get up, I'm going to tell you not to cough on me. (laughs) From now on until I forget. (laughs) Our next song this evening is number 456, No Tears in Heaven. 456. No tears in heaven, no sorrows given, all will be glory. No tears, no tears up there, no tears in heaven. 
next song is number 824, I'll Fly Away. 824, if you would let stand for this song, please. Song of Invitation number 517, Oh Why Not Tonight. Good evening. It's great to be gathered together with God's people as we come to break the bread of life together to open God's word. Um, as we pick up, we're going to be talking from Romans the book of Romans today. And I think it's important before we get to Romans to back up to Acts chapter 9. And Acts chapter 9 is when we're introduced to, to Saul, Saul of Tarsus, and we have the Damascus Road experience. And then we all know that Paul meets Jesus on the way to Damascus, and um, he is blinded, and he's, he's brought in, and he's waiting to meet with Ananias who God has called to come and pray for him and to, to basically to bring him to be baptized, to become a follower of Christ. And um, we hear from the words of Ananias that um, Paul is going to be the apostle to who? The Gentiles, right? Paul is going to be the apostle to the Gentiles. So his role in, in spreading the, the, the word and the message is going to be to a Gentile audience. So in the time of the New Testament, um, the book of Romans, it's the first book that we find in the, in the New Testament letters of Paul. But it's not the first book that he wrote. 
So the Romans was written in roughly 57 A.D., and the earliest books that he wrote was around 52 A.D. So it's about seven, five to seven years, five years, if I can do math, after he wrote his first letter, he writes the letter to the Romans. And so when he writes the letter to the Romans, unlike many of the other letters he writes to different locations, he's never been to Rome, right? We learn from Romans chapter 1 that he's wanted to go to Rome, but he's never actually made it to Rome. So he's writing to an audience that he's heard about, but he's never actually met. So he's obviously, the way he writes his letter, he's heard many reports from the Roman church. He's heard messages, and, and he knows the things they're struggling about from other Christians, probably Priscilla and Aquila, that have been talking to him. And so he has information about something, about these people, but he's never actually been there. Have you ever had that experience in your life before where you've, you've heard about something and you've heard messages about, about somewhere or some someone, but you've never met them or you've never been there. And then now you're trying to write, write them a letter of guidance and instruction and how to live their life as a Christian, but yet you really don't deeply know who you're writing to. It's much easier to communicate with someone that you, that you know and have met and have a relationship with than it is to, to communicate with someone who's never met you and that you've only heard about from other people. So I think that's part of the reason why Romans is such a great resource for us as, as Christians, and especially as, as Gentiles that we are, and that we hear Paul's case for the gospel from Romans, or to the Romans, that he has actually never met. So it's more of a general letter than others that he's met and talked with and is answering specific questions about. Does that make sense? So in, in Paul's letter to the Romans... He, he talks about the defense for Christ, and he talks about what, what the Christians are and what our purpose is and why we're, why we're here. But then when he breaks into Romans chapter 12, he starts to give instructions for what we should do. Okay, so he's defending the faith, and he's talking about the faith. And when we get to Romans 12, he kind of makes a shift, and he tells us what we should do as we go on through 12, 13, 14, and 15. Um, but I think 12, 1 and 2 is very important for us not to miss as a church. And I'm sure, I know I memorized these passages probably when I was 7 or 8. And most of you know this passage really well. But I, I, want, to, I want to read it to you, and you can read it with me. Um, but it says in Romans 1 and 2, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and what is acceptable and what is perfect. So tonight I want to draw your attention specifically to chapter or to verse 2 where Paul is talking about not, not conforming but being transformed. And it's really interesting, if you would look at, the, at the, the Greek, and I'm not going to read the Greek to you, but the language and construction is important because the, the word transformed and the word conformed, they're both a passive tense, which you know from your English classes that a passive tense means it's something that just happens. It's not something you're actively doing. 
So as a, as a Christian, Paul's saying here, and, but they're both in present tense as well. So they're passive, but they're both present. So he says, um, do not be conformed. So don't conform yourself to the ways of this world. And we know the ways of this world are, are what? The ways of this world is selfishness and sinfulness that doesn't know God, right? But be transformed by the renewing of your minds. So what is he saying when he's saying renewing of your minds? Now remember, it's a present and it's a present passive. So it's something that's happening in the present. It's happening right now, but how does that happen? How do we renew our minds as Christians? Do we just, do we pray to God and instantly our minds are renewed immediately and it, we just start over and we automatically have the mind of God? Or is it a process that we're transformed to have the mind of God? It's a process, right? And how does that process take place? How do we know God and how do we know his ways and how do we know his mind? We know it by reading the scripture, right? So we can either conform ourselves to be conformed to the pattern of the world, which is sin and selfishness, or we can transform ourselves by the renewing of our minds by doing what? By reading and understanding God. And how do we do that? We do that through scripture. So if if we are not reading God's word and we're not seeking to understand God's word and, and we are not dedicating ourselves to upholding and living up to God's word, what is happening to us if we're not doing that? The other, the other passive present, right? If we're not reading, if we're not studying, if we're not trying to understand God's word, then the world is conforming us. We're conforming ourselves to our selfish nature and to our, and to our worldly nature if we're not transforming ourselves to, be, to, be, um, to renew our minds. Because renewing our minds is a process that we must get from reading God's word. And it, it amazes me sometimes, um, the church in general, of how we know what Paul's telling us here. We know what he's asking us to do. And it's, it's a very important part of what it means to serve God. And yet sometimes we find ourselves not spending our, our, our energy and giving God enough of our time to allow our minds to be transformed. So if you, if you read on to the rest of chapter 2, um, so that you may discern what the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So if our minds aren't transformed to, by knowing God's word, then how are we going to be able to understand what we should and shouldn't be doing? How are we going to understand what's acceptable and what is perfect? How are we going to understand how we should live as Christians? We can't, right, church? If we are not taking our effort and making the effort and taking the time to study God's word, to learn what it means for us, and by renewing our minds to, to, not, be, to not be conformed by the world, 
I think one of the biggest struggles that the church has today is they let the culture of the time influence how they live. Would you agree with that? You don't have to answer me, but just nod your head or think about that. I think that happens so often that the church is brought down by the culture instead of the church uplifting the culture. And I think that happens because we're conforming to the world because we've not been transformed by the renewing of our minds to read and study scripture and to, and to follow God as we are called to. So I want to give you a challenge tonight. I want to ask you, as we prepare for our song of invitation, I want to ask you, are you spending the time that you should be studying God's word? Because what we hear from Paul in Romans 12 is that we are doing one or the other. We are being conformed to the pattern of the world or being transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can be, um, we can know what is good and acceptable and perfect. So if we of the church are not being transformed and renewing our minds and we are not knowing what is acceptable and good and perfect, how are we ever going to lead the world to Christ if we don't know, if we're not set apart, if we're not separated from them? So we're doing one or the other. We're being conformed to the pattern of the world or we're being transformed by renewing our minds and understanding God's will. So as we, as we, take for our, as we sing our song of invitation, I want to challenge you. Obviously, the start to understanding God and understanding his word is to putting on Christ in baptism. So if you haven't been baptized into Christ, now is the time to do that. And then we'll start this journey of, of learning and, and discovering and, and studying to change from being conformed by the world to renewing your mind. But if you've already been baptized and you want to take this time to dedicate and commit yourself to doing more study and making more of an effort to learn, I invite you to do this as we sing.
About me, please. Father in heaven, we're thankful for this day. Father, we're thankful for this opportunity we've had to come here this evening. Father, we pray that we will take Derek's lesson and, and apply it to our lives, Father. Father, we pray that you would be with us as we are dismissed to our classes, be with the teachers, that they have a good recollection of the things they've studied, and be with us as listeners so we can participate and we can all gain something from it. Father, be with us the rest of this week. Help us to be the examples we need to be in our community. And it's through Christ I pray. Amen.